Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello and welcome to the first TalkSport Daily podcast of a brand new week. I hope you had a lovely weekend. And if you didn't, well, there's nothing I can do about it. But if you did, again, nothing to do with me, but well done either way. And this podcast is, of course, looking back at the weekend. Well, more Sunday, but there is a little bit of Saturday for obvious reasons which we'll get to in a moment. But we begin the podcast. What's that? No, sadly, no sports buying this one. I know. I know. It is the best show on TalkSport. You are right. Monday to Thursday, it's back from 10pm. But let me get on with this podcast. Thanks. We begin with, of course, chat looking back at the North London derby that finished 2-2, or Desmond, as some people say, thinking they're really funny. With Danny Kelly and Simon Jordan on the final word. Well, I'll, I'll go first. Um, of course, it, blowing a two-goal lead fit, mm. feels bad, but uh, all I ever require, I'm um, sorry, this is not my uh, professional pundit's hat on, I'm a Spurs fan, as everyone knows, is you mustn't lose at Arsenal. I've got different standards for the home game, but uh, they come away with a 2-2 draw in the form they've been in. Um, it does make it 16 points from the last 16 games, last, Spurs. This is the same fixture last year you got beat, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. So you look at this and say... If you're Spurs, if you're if you're Tottenham, you'll look at this and say two 0 up, drew two two, or we're going into an international break. That you know, on paper, this result looks better than in reality because Spurs at two 0 should probably see this game through, and clearly conceding a goal directly before half time will have changed the dynamics of this game because I think it would have been an incredibly tall order for Arsenal to have got back in this game if they hadn't scored before half-time. Or, you know, but you never know. They could have come straight out after half-time and, and, and bridged that gap very quickly. Mm-hmm. But I, I look at both those sides and I'm remarkably unconvinced by either one of them as being real dynamic sides on the front foot that look like they're going to do anything meaningful this season. Yeah, let's go straight, let's go straight back to the Emirates. Ian Abrahams. I'm Richard. Thanks for joining us on here on TalkSport. If you could just sorry, take a step towards me. Um, happy with the point this afternoon? Uh, I, ha- I am happy with the performance overall. I think it's not important today the table and it's not important the point. It's most, the most important is to recover our feelings and, and today I think the most important was our performance more than the result. You were 2-0 up. Um, disappointed not to have actually gone on and held on? No, of course. Disappointed on the first half where we conceded in the last minute and because we gave the belief for the second half to, to Arsenal and it was a massive hit for us again. And But of course, uh, after the second half, we we created the chance. We were really, really aggressive. Playing like this, uh, 
you for sure you win the game again against Newcastle and but that is important to recover that feeling um, I think um, is the most uh, important new for us and now it's keep going for sure we are going to to improve I am so optimistic and positive that the Quick things are going to happen this season it's good to hear you're optimistic and positive because I didn't, didn't think you were that positive last week after Newcastle one final question transfer window shuts internationally tomorrow so tonight are you taking Jan Vertonghen and Christian Eriksen home with you and taking their phones away from them like you would with naughty school children to make sure no one can contact them and they're still your players next week Tuesday big party finish the transfer window after tomorrow, I think Tuesday we are going to to do a to make a big party and and celebrate because I think it was the worst period that uh, after five years in Tottenham. Great to hear from Mauricio Pochettino there, who disagrees um, with my brother Michael, my brother Andrew, my uh, niece Laura, my sister Margaret, all who in the family WhatsApp group have declared that Arsenal deserve to win that game. I'm just trolling through dozens of uh, messages there. Uh, the Moose with Unai Emery. Yeah, thanks very much, Unai. Thanks for joining us on TalkSport. 2-0 um, down today, come back to 2-2. Are you happy with the point, or are you disappointed that your team in the first half gave them such a mountain to climb? If I am thinking when we were 2-0 losing, uh, we can be happy after that 2-2. But I think in 90 minutes, uh, we deserve it more, and I think uh, we created more chances to, to score. And uh, I think uh, we played it uh, looking at their goal and also uh, being very aggressive uh, against them, respected them, but very aggressive. And uh, they used our mistake for uh, for the, their two goals. And after our response was, I think, amazing. Our supporter also uh, support us uh, and, uh, and uh, push us to... to to do that and uh, really uh, that point is not enough but uh, I think it's the way I'm Adrian Durham and this is TalkSport Daily On now to the Sunday exclusive so-called because I've no idea actually anyway Mark Saggers Ray Houghton and Danny Mills were talking about Manchester United Killing you Rids Pogba is now going nowhere because he is really happy at Manchester United. Yeah, all right. We know he's not. But there's another classic at that club. What are they doing? I mean, in the end, you've got to think, why did Fergie get rid of Pogba first, the, 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 first the, the time around? You just mentioned two managers coming in, Pep and Jurgen Klopp. Yeah. They've got autonomy at those football clubs. Absolutely. They decide who plays yes. and who they want in. And if they don't want you in, on your way. And they have get. owners that are ruthless but understand that they've got the best. Pep was going to get rid of Aguero, potentially. Yeah. you know, And he changed slightly the way that he was going to play. If Pep doesn't want you, you don't play. Simple as that. And it doesn't matter how much you're worth or anything like that, you go. Yeah. Klopp is very, very similar. Mm-hmm. That's clearly not the case at Manchester United. <laughs> you know, you're, you're restricted by how big, how many followers they've got on Twitter. Or you know yeah, but how commercially the other they thing, are. listen, because I was at Liverpool. When Liverpool were usually successful, you have a change of manager, your recruitment isn't quite what it should be, and you start going down the pyramid, and you're finishing third, you're finishing fourth, you're finishing sixth, and and then all of a sudden, owners start to panic, start changing the manager. That's what's happening in Man United. Man United was so used to finishing top or thereabouts under Sir Alex, mm. and then it changed. David mm. Moyes come in, it's not successful, panic. Get rid of him. You bring in Van Gaal. Panic. You bring in Jose Mourinho because you think he's he's done it too late. By other him. other clubs. And he's going to bring him in. 
And then when it doesn't quite work out and, and they're not up there with Man City, panic, get rid of him. So all we do is change the manager. And by, do weak, by doing that? weak people inside the boardrooms and chief executives who've got all the money that they want to do it and they're still commercially doing it well, they all want glory. They've got the power, they want a bit of glory. And they think if they're getting hard with the wrong brush on all of this so they actually make the wrong decision yeah, spending somebody you're, you're, else's money because they shouldn't even be allowed to spend the money you're they about, shouldn't be spending the money you're, you're the, saying about you're saying about uh the spending powers at, at manchester united right if you're changing your manager and the new one comes in and he's got different philosophy from the one before then he looks at the no, players. But what and goes, I'm saying is the they're definition the for me. I know everyone the ones talks I need about we've got to, and I understand so about a director. I understand no about a director of football and everything. And we were talking earlier, weren't we, with uh, uh, the difference at yeah. uh, uh, at other Everton. clubs at Everton that, that we were talking about. I understand all of that, but what you cannot do with a Manchester United or whatever, as far as I'm concerned on this, is just say with all the money we want, everybody who comes is going to want to play for us every time because they know we're the greatest. Well, club. They no, believe they're the greatest club in the world, and they're not anymore. Ninety-nine when it comes times to out of hundred, the, the team that has the best players finishes highest. Absolutely. In the now look at the Manchester United team yesterday. It looks about mid-table. Well, that's where they are. You know, really, no, <laughs> but wait, but realistically, you, you think, well, James could be okay. Matters a good player, but he's not yeah, been outstanding yeah, for yeah. Pereira. Got some great McTominay players. is young. Pogba, mm, yeah. jury's out on that. Ashley Young playing out of position. Harry Maguire's yeah, good. Lindelof not really done it. Wambazaka, young player. It's it's a it's a top eight side when yeah. you look at that squad, yeah. and that's the problem. They haven't gone out, but the th- and they the, haven't replaced, and they haven't The ironic recruited. thing is, if they'd recruited in the, in the right way in the first place from Sir Alex Ferguson, they would now be a powerhouse again, but they haven't. And they've got, they, they're going to be another five years, and then they might, they might lose it forever. Who knows? But he's, I, I think, and Daddy just said a point earlier, which is so true, that normally the team that's got the best players wins the league. Hmm. Normally. Nine times out of ten, not not always, but majority of times. If you don't get your recruitment policy, and you don't Absolutely. give people. So if you looked at David Moyes when David took over, I don't. David was given. Don't think David was given no the chance tools to do the job. No. He was never given the money. No, they didn't really want him to be the manager. Fellaini was think. a was a panic buying. At the, yeah, well, it was only because they had eleven fifty nine in the transfer window, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, so I think that's what I'm saying. You know, and I've been. I was at Liverpool when we yeah. were saying that when they were, everything was flying, and then all of a sudden yeah. you change your manager. Your recruitment policy isn't as good. You're bringing in players who are not quite the standard that you had before, and that impacts your squad, impacts your players, and it impacts your performances. And I think it's no different to, to what happened at Manchester United. I am all for democracy, but sometimes, if it comes to football and other things, a dictator can actually win your things. And that's if you look back at the great managers who've not had the nonsense, they are the ones. I mean, do you take Manchester United? Sir Matt Busby... Sir Alex Ferguson. There's been a whole litany in between. Some of them really nice blokes and good blokes, and they've done okay, but they've never done anything well, else. Even even with Mourinho, the, the the players didn't buy into what he was doing because they weren't winning games. Yeah. If you if Mourinho had been allowed to buy the players that yeah. he wanted after he finished second and won the Europa League, I agree. They would have been in a much better position. On now to the Barry Glendenning warm-up show, where uh, Barry, of course, was doing all the usual stuff on his own. No help whatsoever with that Willie Rushton fella. Good morning, all. You are listening to the Warm Pond Talksport. Max and Barry here until one. Uh, Rob says, I know we've covered this before, but when he says that, you know, they actually have a rule that if you enter the VAR room, you get a red card and it's 13 miles from the nearest stadium. Pretty much sums up. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a tremendous rule to add in, isn't it? 
Uh, well, it could be required if a player gets sent off early and is so angry that he mm-hmm. jumps in an Uber or a That's true. cab and That's true. gets a taxi to Stockley Park mm-hmm. to the, the VAR bunker mm. and kicks in a door to attack the ref while or the VAR uh, while the match he was involved in is still ongoing. Is it, well, is it Stamford Bridge? Then he Bridge? would get another red card. Yeah, so is it Stamford Bridge that's... I don't know. Someone with a lot of stamina, let's say Liverpool are away to Chelsea, uh, James Milner or Jordan Henderson, if they set off after five minutes, <laughs> they could they could do a they could do a 30 miles in, I reckon, one thirty, add in half time. But they'd be running through London city centre. No, not really, not for long. Well, if you were driving along, say, the Hammersmith flyover... <laughs> yeah. You saw and James. you suddenly saw James Milner in full kit. Yeah. Like, running along Forrest Gump-like yeah. you the side of the road. You wouldn't stop him, would you? You'd probably just go, I could swear that's James Milner. Chelsea, where are Liverpool? Oh, anyway, and then you'd... You'd probably stop and offer him a little... Where are you? Are you off to the fair <laughs> place? <laughs> Do you want a lift? Could be our Dragon's Den idea. Lifts to Stockley Park for footballers. Max and Barry. For angry footballers. We would like £200,000 in uh, in exchange for 1% of our business. Lifts for angry footballers to Stockley Park. Well, you could do that kind of motorcycle courier um, or motorcycle taxi. You you get them not Occasionally, yeah. You're posh. Yeah. Fancy. Um, Where, yeah, you just have a motorbike outside each ground and if a footballer hits suitable levels of rage, they just jump on the back and you have to throw them a helmet. Yeah, swing their leg over the pillion and off you go. Exactly right. Hi, I'm Peter Jones. I think it's a lifestyle business. I like you, but it's I won't be investing, and I'm out. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This episode of the Talksport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car, or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Now, I mentioned at the top of the podcast, this was mainly Sunday, but there was a bit of Saturday sprinkled in. And that's because on Saturday, Real Ferdinand was on talking with Sam Matterface and Regmin Chowdhury about the international break. So caught, yeah, you get the idea. Let's talk about England just a little bit. Um, the England squad being announced this week. Yeah. Um, Aaron Wambasaka is in it. Yeah. Um, Carl Walker is not. Were you surprised by that? 
I was surprised because I think Carl Walker's um, a quality player. He started the season very well as well. Um, but I understand Southgate's um, decision because I think he's wanting to make it a younger, youthful squad. And he sees young players with who could probably benefit maybe more through getting some experience of being with the squad than someone like maybe Kyle. So there are, there's always going to be players that get into the stage where Kyle is, where the latter part of their career, not at the end, but the latter part of their career where a moment comes is there going to be a transition from the older generation player to bringing a young one in. So again, you've got, you've got Trent, you can say how young he is, but he's played in two Champions League finals, so he's got the experience. Um, Aaron Wan-Bissaka started very well for, for Man United as well. and he's got, Again, he's got great potential and great traits in his game that you'd love to work with as a coach. So I'm, I'm, I see that angle from, from Gareth. And Tyrone Mings in as well. Yeah, yeah. him as a player. So promising, isn't he? Yeah, and he's, uh, he's had a lot of injuries, Tyrone. I was surprised, if I'm honest. I've got to, I'm not going to sit here and say, yeah, he's, oh, he's one that I saw coming. I didn't because there's a, there's a lot of competition in that area. Um, but he's coming this, this season. Last season, he was tremendous for, for Villa and he was a huge part of the reason of them going up last year so he's been well rewarded for that definitely and I'm, I'm interested to see really how this season goes for him as a centre-half I like looking at young centre-halves and, or, or players that play that position just to see how he adapts to the Premier League the pace of it the standard the quality so the different propositions that, that are thrown at you for a season as centre-half and see how he deals with that Final question then on centre-halves uh, a lot has been made of the investment in Harry Maguire Lindelof and Maguire Vidic and Rio how close are they going to get to you two I'd love them to be to be somewhere near as good I think it'd be difficult if I'm honest <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, for anyone to get near no, I'm joking but uh, no I, um, listen I just they're their own men and they'll want to be talked about as just Lindelof and Maguire they don't need the added pressure of trying to live up to anyone else and the signs have been promising so far. I think um, I spoke about Maguire when he signed and he, he's the man that has to come in now and lead and take on that responsibility as a leader of the back four. Back now to the Sunday exclusive with Mark Saggers, who had the former Premier League ref Mark Halsey on the show, looking back at the Palace Villa game and talking VAR, or as Mark Saggers calls it, VAR, what's wrong with you? What is the point of VAR? Well, I think everybody's asking the same question, um, Sags. Uh, you know, we've seen a, a statement from the Premier League saying that the, the VAR didn't deem that incident uh, a, a clear and obvious error by the match official. Well, if that's not a clear and obvious error, what 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 is? Mark, I mean, I Mark, was it was it too late though? The fact that he'd already blown his whistle. Oh, that's what they're saying. No, but no, no. no that's see that no, that, that 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 situation there. It's if a goal scored, so they can't review it if a goal scored. But then what you can go back to is the instant what the what the referee has blown for and he's blown for simulation on a on a on a on a on a possible penalty shout. Okay? So yes, he can go there and the Premier League have put out a statement to say that he didn't they didn't feel it was a clear and obvious error on the penalty instant or the simulation. Um, that's why it wasn't over. So over, could so. could could they have gone back and said the goal stands? No, no, they can't. That's, that's what I mean. So, so, you, so because the referee blew his whistle, that's it. It's over. Yeah. Sim- yeah, the referee no, no, shouldn't have that, blown his that, whistle. On that, on that goal, yes, and also if if when a goal is scored, okay. So, so really, will, it's, it's just a horrendous they, decision they, by the referee. But it is. But they will re- they will review they will review uh, the, the if there's any foul in the build up to that goal by the attacking team. Well, on this situation, there's no foul by the attacking team. 
Okay, so obviously, yes. I mean, in hindsight, Kevin Kevin Friend would, would love to turn back the clock and should have held his whistle, let the goal play out, and then just get just get on with the game. Get on with the game. But on that situation, it cannot be reviewed. The, get, the goal cannot be checked out. Okay, because the whistle's gone. All right. So yeah. that that. But this is the problem, Mark. But, but we're going back. We go back to the incident why Kevin Friend blew his whistle. Okay, he blew his whistle because he's seen an infringement by an Aston Villa player who he feels has clearly deceived him with simulation. Was he which, watching a different game to the rest of us? Well, well, listen, listen, guys, I'm exactly the same as you. It, I think it's a very bad piece of poor, poor refereeing on Kevin Friend's part. And, you know, what we need now is the, the PGML to come out and explain to us on the number of decisions we've seen over the weekend where there's been clear errors by the mat- on- at, at worst, that decision was play on. Yeah, don't give a penalty. Don't well, give a dive yeah, pl- and play. On. That's the worst decision the Villa should have got. But- I mean, why, 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 why go looking? Why go looking for trouble as a referee? Why go looking for trouble? Why? There's no need for it. If you're unsure, just just play out. You know, you're not going to get criticised. When 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 you when you caution a player for simulation, you're going to be under scrutiny straight away. Is there contact? Is there not contact? Just don't go looking for trouble. I'd rather I, be criticised Mark, for not cautioning for Mark, but, than what happened yesterday. Staying with the theme of Premier League football, we can hear now from Nigel Adley. He was speaking to Jurgen Klopp after his team beat Burnley. Now, even though this is a podcast and you can't see it, I promise you, throughout this interview, Jurgen Klopp is smiling. Jurgen, a comfortable win in the end, but as always at Burnley, you had to earn the right to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 50-50 situation after 50-50 situation. Long ball, a really good plan. Um, I needed, obviously, a couple of years to, to, to adapt to it really well. Now we had the formation. It was probably the best second ball game we ever played. The boys showed respect um, for the opponent with the attitude they, 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 they showed today. We were completely ready for the hardest work. Uh, we were aggressive, but not only aggressive. We were hard, but not only hard. We were really, everybody was on his toes. And... Um, we prepared, we created, we offered runs, we, 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 we were, our defensive pressing was unbelievably good because there are still moments where um, Bernie of course plays football and prepare their early crosses then and we won the ball f- for the f- second goal in a situation like that, we won a ball, I don't know exactly how that happened for the third goal but it was a counter attack as well. Sadio Mane didn't look too happy when he came <laughs> off, um, is he okay? Yes, very okay, <laughs> all good. So look, the boys, they, they throw everything on the pitch and yeah and then sometimes they're here not happy or they're not happy but it's all really fine we, we spoke about it afterwards and i respect that a lot as long as the boys um, um invest so much yeah then you are not always uh, what is it the choir boy then you show a little bit um <laughs> that you really that you really um are a man and that's completely fine we, we, we spoke afterwards and everything is good again That's it for another podcast thing. I'm done here and another £7 in my skyrocket. I'll be back, of course, on the next podcast that you either take the time to download or don't download because your machine does it for you because you press subscribe. Some people would say that's lazy. Others would say genius. I say it's something in between. Anyway, well done if you downloaded it. If you didn't press subscribe, you, I mean, I'm bored saying it now. You must be bored listening to it. Basically, if you haven't pressed subscribe, press it. And if you have, pay no attention to what, in fact, When you get to this part of the next podcast, just press stop because I'm just talking about subscribe stuff. And I don't know why. No one at TalkSport has told me to tell you that. I'm just doing it because I know it's the right thing to do. 
Anyway, thanks for listening. Remember that the Sports Bar, the Andy Goldstein one, is back Monday to Friday, so it starts tonight from 10pm. Looking back at all the big decisions from the weekend, we've got Dermot Gallagher, we've got other stuff, we've got phone-ins, and of course, the midnight train to Madness. Enjoy. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.